Hi, welcome to Totem Talks, the podcast for business psychologist enthusiasts. Whether you work in HR, you're in people management, maybe you're a business psychologist yourself, or you just like listening to the two of us gas. I'm Helen Fruin. I'm Mark Smith. And today we are talking about the topic of self-care, or I like the way you put it. Self-love. Self-love. Obviously, you're quite... um... Um, I'm not sure what the word is. Naive. Naive. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. You don't type, it, type in self-love into Google these days without <laughs> some surprising results. Um, so yes, self-care. Why are we talking about self-care? Because uh, September has been self-care month with Action for Happiness. It's we also love been, those guys, by the way. Oh, they're just oh, amazing. They're just the best. If you right? haven't seen actionforhappiness.org, go there straight away, obviously straight after the podcast, mm-hmm. you don't want to go during, and have a look at their content. Really fantastic stuff. And obviously we're more than halfway through the month now, so we might say, well, why are we talking about it? But the, the great thing about Action for Happiness is that they send out these calendars, so you can have a look at the September calendar, and if you missed the first 18 days... Why not do the second part of the month and then maybe use it again in October? They're just really great tips for looking after ourselves. And why is that important? Uh, I, I am on board with this. Just just so the listeners know, I am sounding a little sceptical, but why is self-care important? So given the work that we do, which usually our work is a 50 50 split between helping companies recruit effectively so we do assessment centers interview skills training all that kind of stuff and then about 50 percent of our stuff is management and leadership development with some personal effectiveness workshops thrown in for good measure uh since covid the work that we have been doing is largely in the space of well-being helping people manage others well-being helping people lead with compassion And what comes up every single day is people saying to me, I've realized that self-care should be more important. I've realized that encouraging my team to engage in self-care should be higher on my priority list. I've realized that self-care is not selfish, whereas I've perhaps thought it was. And I've realized that trying to deliver everything myself and thinking that makes me a hero actually just means I burn out and then I'm no use to anybody. Mm. And because I hear that every single day, and then I hear it from the same people month in, month out, I get rather frustrated that this seems to be a lesson that for many of us, we have to keep relearning. And so here I am talking about it again and encouraging people to use things like a self-care calendar uh, or anything that helps to remind us that this is fundamentally critical and I will always quote the airplane health and safety briefing that says you know with the oxygen masks make sure you secure your own mask before helping others if you're not getting oxygen you cannot serve other people you cannot help others and so I get a bit of a bee in my bonnet about helping people recognise this and stick at it as a habit. And trust me, dear leaders, when... uh, Leaders. Trust me, dear listeners, when Helen gets a bee in her bonnet, it's a ferocious bee. Ferocious bee. Ferocious bee. Under attack. (laughs) Uh, My view on this is very similar. I think um, my analogy that's worked well for me um, is that even a car needs a service every year. Mm -hmm. And I actually know a lot of people who spend more time servicing and looking after their cars than they do themselves. Mm -hmm. I think one of the challenges that we've consistently come across in the last 
decade or so, particularly since social media became such an integral part of our lives and the use of technology, is that we're all starting to think that we're robots. We all think we're computers, that there is a quick fix to everything. Mm. We just need a software update somehow. <laughs> we just need to, to you know, even the even our lexicon is saying, we just need to recharge our batteries. Mm. It's poppycock. Human beings don't have batteries. You can't recharge them. So it's a, it's a, there's a real challenge for me in there in terms of how we incorporate rest and relaxation into our lives more from a strategic point of view than 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 just giving yourself the week off actually this mm. is you're a human being you you have a physical need to stop mm. how do you do that and still maintain um whatever it is you need to do mm. the other one to your point of people consistently saying this and not actually taking any action that is the most frustrating thing for me particularly in any sort of counseling or mentoring situation mm. please don't waste my time with this nonsense if you're not going to do anything about it. That's the other one. And I think back to your initial point about well-being. I'm going to say maybe five years ago, we had we were introduced to um, a psychometric tool that went deep. Mm-hmm. That went really, really deep. None of this... Freakily deep in a freakily simple way. Yeah, it was... I mean, it's a great tool, um, but it went too deep. And what it really exposed and made a lot of business psychologists nervous about was how personal it got and how quickly it got there. And in a business context, we're talking, you know, we, we want surface level psychometrics. Oh, you're a blue, you're a red, you're a IBT or whatever the smeg it is. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> did, I not, did I not quite get that right? <laughs> Did I just give someone irritable bowel syndrome or something? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows what I mean. Mm-hmm. This particular tool really exposed some deep truths about people. And it would need a psychotherapist to support you through that exactly. journey. Exactly. And this, and this was yeah. really fascinating for me that business psychologists at that point were starting to get nervous about using it because it started to tap into people's well-being and where they were finding that source of inspiration from or that challenge from. And this is kind of the, the, the interesting point for me as a business psychologist is I still got the word psychologist tagged onto what I do. That means understanding people and how they tick. The first bit means that generally we don't like to talk about all of that weird icky stuff in a business context. And I think I want to say that that also is nonsense. It's not helpful to people. And that has changed. Do you think? What, particularly this year. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I'd, I'd go with that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So before before 2020, I, you know, plenty of leaders would have been in the space of, you know, we don't really need to do this well-being stuff. Yeah. It's all a bit fluffy. And now you, you know, the the little comic gif going around, am I working from home or living at work? Huh. And seeing people on the Zoom calls, the Skype calls and meeting their kids because they're walking in the room and seeing what somebody's living situation looks like. You know, this whole kind of work life, home life being separate has just been blown out of the water. And so now leadership with compassion, I've never seen so much talk in social media about leadership with compassion as I have this year. Mm. So there is definitely a shift. Uh, I would have said it has been shifting, you know, the increased awareness of mindfulness and emotional intelligence over the past 10, 15 years. But this year in particular, it's 
it's changing. Yeah, and I think part of that has come about because leaders also need compassion themselves. Mm-hmm. I think we've we've been on a couple of sales calls where, you, you know, some, some big scary boss person, uh, we've needed to convince them. And then their toddlers come wandering in in the middle of the Zoom call. They need compassion in that moment. And it's, I think, to be able to offer somebody compassion and for them to understand what that actually feels like mm-hmm is a great opportunity for them to reflect that back to you. Mm. So I, I do feel like in a weird way, um, the conversations we're having with people are a lot more personable at the moment. Uh, yeah. uh, they're just filled with a bit more grace than usual. The whole business, big yeah. scary stuff. We need to be formal, we need to be yeah. professional, stiff, strategic. Yeah. You all bring out all those formal business words. You can't do that when a little girl brings a cookie to her dad and says, <laughs> a cookie? And you're like, yeah, yeah, we've got one of those. It's good, so, yeah, it's, it's good. good. <laughs> so what's interesting, you're going to love this, mm-hmm. is we start to talk about self-awareness. Oh, not again. The thing is, why is self-care so important, ultimately? Because it leads to emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence leads to results. And if you are not looking after yourself, you cannot serve anybody else. You know, look at any of the research in neuroscience. And if we are emotionally overwhelmed, we are not operating at our best. We can't solve problems. We can barely articulate problems very well. Uh, We're unable to be creative. So all the things that we want from our leaders, from our Mm. employees, we're losing out on because of a lack of self-care, because of a lack of compassion. And so the business case for this stuff is very strong. And if we, I mean, you've talked about showing compassion to others, we have to show compassion to ourselves. Correct. So how do I acknowledge that I need to show compassion to myself, that that is a good thing, that that is something my boss maybe wouldn't recognize in those in those words, but will appreciate the outcome of that, which is that I can show compassion to others, be a better manager, a better leader, a better deliverer and get results. So how does this link to Action for Happiness? What what specifically mm. are they talking about that could help people? So the calendar, it's just, you know, it's a really small little PDF thing. There'll be a link to it below uh, that just reminds us every day to do something for our self-care. So, uh, for example, day one was remind yourself that self-care is not selfish. Mm. Maybe that's a mantra I need to remind myself of. Uh, Another example could be to choose to do something today for half an hour that I really enjoy and that makes me feel good about myself. For me, that's such a small thing to do because I prioritize self-care. But for a lot of people who don't prioritize self-care, the idea of investing 30 minutes in me feeling good feels so alien that having a little calendar that tells you to do it could be a really good thing. Yeah. Uh, and also the benefits then of looking at how by looking after ourselves, we look after others. Some of the self-care activities also start to move into go and speak to someone that you enjoy speaking with. Go and reach out to someone. Say thank you to someone. Uh, so often the things that come under self-care activities are also benefiting other people. And I, I do like that point about other people. I think it's important for other people the people around you in particular, to be on board with this Mm. self-care message uh, in terms of supporting you through that, but Mm. also supporting themselves through that. Uh, I mean, anecdotally, I have recently developed, I've got back into some previous hobbies, and I was massively nervous about um, 
spending the money and spending the time doing effectively, which is, you know, I'm just basically tinkering away with little cars and little motorbikes um, for, for no real purpose other than it makes me happy. And I think in my home environment, that has been hugely beneficial. I mean, you know, the relationships I have with people in my in my home have really blossomed because of that. And what I'm doing is 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 counterintuitively spending more time away from those people. <laughs> you know, just just mucking about with an old knackered BMW. The 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 point is that they support that process. Mm-hmm. So they know that when by giving me permission and therefore allowing me to give myself permission mm-hmm. to go and look, to go to go and do something I enjoy and something that is quite mindless in in effect, um, it means that I'm often in, in a much better mood throughout the rest of the day. I feel you know, I feel much more relaxed. I feel more peaceful about a number of things. So, so it's a kind of, it's a reciprocal relationship with the people around you. And isn't that fascinating? I think you've just hit the nail on the head in that, that sentence. Uh, they've given me permission, which means I give myself permission. Yeah, yeah. We so often look to other people to give us permission for things or uh, reinforcement for things or even uh, validation. Mm. You know, am I a good enough person? Well, has anybody told me I'm a really good person today? Uh, am I allowed to go and look after myself? Well, has anybody else given me permission for that? What if we only relied on ourselves to give ourselves that permission uh, and then encouraged other people around us by having these conversations, by talking about the importance of self-care, encouraged others to give themselves permission as well. So it's a really good challenge in there. Yeah, but I mean, there is a, there is a, I think the bigger challenge here is, is that people often associate self-care with having the ability to say no to other things. Right. I think that's quite a scary thing yes. for, for people to be able, you know, I'm thinking in a church environment in particular, people often, can you do this? Can you do mm. that? No. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And I think that's the challenge is you always, you always put a sorry after mm. it. No, why are you sorry? Actually. So I can add a few things on that because it comes up every single people management workshop or uh, time management workshop, you know, how do I say no? So there are two big things here. One is to get comfortable saying no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you a do fair that? few people. How do you do that? Well, so what the question is, what am I saying yes to that means I can say no to this comfortably? Mm. So because I want to say yes to spending time with my family, I feel comfortable saying no to my boss working this evening. Or because I want to say yes to doing this project that can develop my career, I feel comfortable saying no to this other project that's going to leave me stuck in a job I did two years ago. So finding comfort with saying no is about exploring the consequences of saying yes and the consequences of saying no. The other thing that often people find more useful because they cannot find comfort with saying no is finding other ways to say no. Okay. So I actually say no many, many times a day. You do? Mm hmm. Wow. Okay. But I don't use the word no. I am curious now. (laughs) So uh, can you help with this? Yes, I can. I'm available on Thursday. How does that timescale work for you? You do. I do. You do that all the time. Because it's about saying yes and then putting boundaries around the yes as opposed to, you know, if someone says, can you do this? Do they automatically mean, can you do it now? I think we we we, we assume that it means, can you do it now? Whereas if I say, yes, I can do that, I can do it next Friday, how does that timescale work for you? If they then come back and say, no, I need it today, well, then I'm sorry. Or, well, then, to your point of not saying sorry, uh, I guess you'll need to find someone else. I've said, yes, I want to help 
I've put some boundaries on it. So there could be something else there like, um, yes, I can do that at this location or yes, I can do that. Or maybe we just want to say point blank no, in which case we could say that sounds like a really interesting project. Who else could help you with that? I don't have the capacity right now. Or indeed, if this is our boss, and often it is our boss that we're mm. having this conversation with, get them to do the prioritizing. So yes, I want to help you. You've also asked me to do this, 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 and this. So where does this new thing fit in that priority list? Wh- which thing do you want me to leave so that I can do this? So all of these things are saying yes rather than no. And yet the outcome is they don't get in the way. Yeah. Is there anything else? I've got this weird suspicion that you're about to go deep on me. (laughs) Do I have a look on my face? Yeah, yeah. I can see it. I can smell it coming. Yes. The whole self-care, self-compassion, am I important? Am I enough? Am I good enough? Imposter syndrome, Mm. am I a failure? There is a deeper question here, which is am I enough as a person? And am I worthy of love? Yeah. That's the face. Okay. And, you know, when you look at imposter syndrome in the workplace and people saying, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. Uh, I don't think I'm good enough for this promotion or this job. If you really dig beneath what's going on there, there is this, am I enough as a human being? Mm. And am I enough often translates into... Am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of a happy life? And to acknowledge for each of us that that could be the root of a lot of fear of failure, of a lot of imposter syndrome, of a lot of not putting ourselves forward for opportunities because we're worried about them being seen as a failure. That needs addressing. And maybe our self-care today could be acknowledging that we have that fear that we're not worthy and that speaking to someone about that, reaching out to a counsellor, reaching out to a friend you can trust mm-hmm. to have that conversation may be the best thing you can do for yourself all year, all decade to know that you are enough. The final day on the September calendar of Action for Happiness says, you matter, you are enough. And again, there's a there's a mantra there for many of us who just don't get that message. Yeah, good stuff. Um I think on that note, let's stop there. Mm. Uh, let, let that sink in for mm. a bit, everybody. Um, yeah, and do something about it. Mm. Address address this. This is you know this is not a a glib kind of podcast where we're suggesting these things. We 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 know these things work. We've seen it in action. So yeah, any sort of things we've mentioned in the podcast today, we will put a link in below. Mm-hmm. There are still a few days from the point of publication of this podcast of uh what's it called september the september calendar the self-care yeah, self-care september um and action for happiness actually run a lot of good stuff all year round so um connect with them in any way that you see fit um with that heavy stuff on your mind <laughs> we do want you to have a good day it's not a glib statement when we say that no you know? it's, it's a it's, it's have a, a self-care outstanding day absolutely people know so, that you matter what yeah. a day you can have when you know that you matter and you know that you are enough Take care, everybody. Thank you.